It's on to episode 21 of the world famous Dom Day Tales podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and as always, I'm joined by my esteemed co host, the fanatics of the farcical, the all stars of amusement, Cote, Donnie, and Babe. As always, our esteemed executive producer, Dizzy Patterson, is enjoying the view over a brim of an ice-cold pint. Gentlemen, tonight's another great episode, and we're bringing on one of Dom Day's most serious competitors. When you hear the words competitive spirit and Dom Day, whose name comes to mind? Cote, we'll open with you. This is a slam dunk. It's fucking Tex Patterson. He is such a fucking fired-up individual. It has to be Tex. Out, out, like he just, you know, he he just lives for Dom Day and gets wound up, and that, it's got to be him. Babe, who do you think it is? Well, you know, is is you know, I've lived with Tex. We grew up together, obviously brothers, and as fierce as a competitor as he is, Saul Batesh is by far another step above. That's who I think it is. Donnie, you're over hey. on the third baseline. You know, a plenty of competitors. Who is it? You you might have nailed it, babe, but I, I'm I'm going to go in a different direction. Uh, you guys, I don't know if you you remember this fellow. Talk about a competitor! Fire coming out of his ass. I mean, remember Garth Brooksine? Remember Garth Brooksy? Oh remember, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love. Well, I hope it's him. I hope you it's know what, her. Donnie, you might be right on that too. Yeah. I, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, as usual, you're all wrong. Why don't we bring out our next guest? He's the winner of five Dom Day titles, including three with his own championship team. He is one of the most decorated Dom Day Dom Dayers with one Eddie Milton Award, one Silver Brick Award, two Worst Coach Awards, and a Mup Cup. Bring out the drinks menu. We're headed to the tavern. Please welcome <clears throat> our next guest, Frankie Tarasco. Frankie! Frankie! Hey, uh, thanks for having me, you guys. Appreciate it. Justin, that was a solid intro. Oh, yeah. Anything for you, Frankie. Welcome to the show. Um, I, I'm sure you heard uh, some of the guys talking about competitive spirit and Dom Day. And, and one of the things that our, our executive producer wanted us to ask you is, um, <laughs> why so serious? He said, uh, as one of the most competitive Dom, Day -er, Dom Dayers in, <laughs> in, uh, in the tournament history, he said, what, what, what is it about Dom Day that, that you enjoy the most? That, well, hang on a second. That was kind of two questions there. You asked me why so yeah. serious. So I was going to say, yeah. who the fuck asked that question? Dizzy. Serious? I'm not. I, I'm not. I serious. did not seriously ask that question, Frankie. I want to. I might wanna... be. I might be a little intense at times. It was more Cote that asked that question. Was it Cote? Yeah. Oh no! You right. fuck off. Well, before before, before we get before we get started with me answering those questions, yeah, Justin, absolutely. I have to ask you that you're you're never a fucking tavernman for a reason. So you I never have. I know. Up. I'm just wondering. You how need many, to shut the fuck up and sit down. Yeah, you've got five. Fuck, you must have sat around a lot on Sundays. I've never played <laughs> for the tavern, and now and now I'm starting to know why. So, Frankie, why don't you tell us about how you joined Dom Day? Um, well, it was I guess it was back. You know, several years ago when Sammy and I used to talk, actually, 
And uh, Sammy, um, you know, Sammy had asked me, he said, hey, you should come out and play in this tournament. It's a lot of fun. It's a bunch of guys you know, and some you don't know, some of the older guys. And he said, Kenny Marook played just this year. And uh, he talked to Schweppes, because Schweppes plays since day one. So they, you know, Kenny was asking me to come out, and then Schweppes asked me, and Sammy asked me. So I came out, and I, that's how I started playing. And, and by the way, Frankie and I were in grade seven and eight together in the same homeroom. Yes, we uh, were. And we had, and we, we had, had, we had like the hottest teacher, teacher ever, ever. Miss Farley, brown Corvette Stingray. She was fucking unbelievable. What was her yeah. name? Miss Farley. Miss Farley. Actually, if you ever crack the CRA code, she's one of my answers to, you know, you get those four questions you got to ask to get the CRA. It's like, who is your favorite grade school teacher? Mrs. Farley. Oh, mine was, who is your best looking grade school teacher? <laughs> Miss Farley, yeah. So, yeah. So Frankie and I have had a long history together and, you know, I, oh, yeah. you think of Miss Farley and oh, Wow. And Marlene, what about Marlene Niche, babe? Well, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about Marlene. That's funny stuff. Okay, guys, what? so Frankie, do you remember who you, whose team you were on in your first year? Mm. It was impactful. It might have been the boys. Oh, yeah. that. Well, if you couldn't remember, then it probably was. Who was it then, Donnie? Your first year, I think it was the boys. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. the boys. Bobby tended to draft me often. He loved you. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? He wasn't really the best Brant that ever played in the tournament, Donnie. I know. I know where you're headed. I, he I wasn't. Agree. He wasn't the best. I'll tell you what. I was a I was a Seismo sock, and I can't remember what year it was. And I talked to Justin about this. I don't know the years. Maybe you could. 84, I think. Was it 84? That's what I thought 84. around yep. there. Yeah. But we were a ragtag bunch of fucking hooligans. We had Denny Brandt, who, in my opinion, was the best brand ever to play the tournament. The smoothest shortstop you've ever seen. Nothing could nothing could rattle this guy. I mean, who could rattle a chief? Nobody no. can, right? They got more money than God. Nerves of steel. Nerves I mean, of just... steel. And he was outstanding. And no emotions. He had zero emotions. Yeah, he like, could care less. It's like yeah. it's like you miss that one, Denny. Yeah, I'll get the next one. Sounds like an exciting guy. I'll get the next one. Yeah, he was. But he, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, he was the best brand ever to play in Dom Day. Any brand, obviously, not only the best brand, but the nicest brand, too. Yeah. Oh, totally. Let me ask you. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this on this program before, but my mom hated Bob fucking Brandt. Well, let me ask you a question, babe. What did what did what did what did mom think about Denny? Oh, love Denny. Love them. That's the best what I guy. thought. Best love guy them. ever. Yeah. Love them. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? I just this guy, tremendous athlete. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure your mom has forgiven him by now. Uh, no, I doubt no, it. Not not at all. No, no. that's okay. not possible. No, I I, I didn't see. Donnie, I communicated well. with her through a Ouija board, and she <laughs> fucking still hates him. We talked about the fact that you've won five championships and two of them were with two guys who were pretty strong competitors. One of them was Bobby Brandt and one of them was Nick Wolf. You won with the boys in Dom Day 11 and the Wolf Pack in Dom Day 27. Compare the two coaches for us. Uh, who, was, who was a more enjoyable coach to play for and who would you say you would model your coaching style after? 
Um, well, Bobby, I mean, let's face it. Bobby was a horrible fucking coach. The players were coaching the coach. I mean, let's face it. But Nikki Wolf, I love, uh, you know, Nikki, you, you called me intense and you called me a fierce competitor. I am nothing compared to Nikki Wolf. Nikki is so fierce and such a competitor and such a great baseball player that I admire Nikki a lot. He, he was probably one of the best coaches that I played for. But Frankie, you honed your craft amongst the friends of Remo's baseball yes, team, didn't you? I did, I did babe. So why don't you tell well, maybe, us a bit about this team? Yeah. The, the Remo's guys? Yeah. Um, you had to have the highest IQ. Fuck. By oh, Chevy, 70. Chevy was on that team. I'd have he, to, yeah, as I said, he had the highest IQ. Jesus Cote, Christ. I'd have to be, I'd have to be, I'd have to be 10 beers in to have the highest IQ on that team. Well, I bet. Yeah. I mean, you're talking name? about Chevy. You're talking about, um, Steve Amos. Steve Amor. Amor. Steve, Amor. Steve Amor, Amor. Who, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So one, two, so Amor used to hang out at Woodward's backyard. So that was one guy on our team. Um, Black what what you guys, a lot of these guys you were squirrel? close to. Very memorable other, team. Memorable. Yeah. What was really? the other guy's? What was that other guy's name? Uh, Mitzi. Mitzi used to hang out in Woodward's backyard. He was our fucking shortstop. But he was really good. God so, rest his quick hands. I, I was going to ask. So obviously the Hotel Nineteen get into this thing <laughs> somehow. But why didn't the Remos team get into to Dom Day? <laughs> just, it, just didn't, didn't, it didn't. They only got into Woodward's backyard. Yeah, there was there was a stepping stone. Except for me and Chevy. Yeah, you guys made it over the fence. Yeah, (laughs) the the only guys who could climb the fence, I guess. eh? Yeah, yeah. They were, they were. You know what, though, they were. That was a time in my life, which is actually going to need lead me to the next topic that I don't think you're gonna that you had uh, scripted here, Justin. But it's going to lead me to the next topic. But that was my. That was in my in my go between years, my years in between wives. So I was hanging out with Remos playing baseball with these guys because I had gone through a separation, and which leads me. And these guys took me in like you. I was a brother, and I admire all of them, and I appreciate all of them for doing what they did for me. But which leads me to you know something that happened years ago at Domde. I'm going to say it was probably. I know, Donnie, you you started it. So I would say that it was, when were we at the Purple Grotto? Was that 88? Got me there. It's, it's, yeah. on, the, it's on the website. Um. So at the Purple Grotto one night, Donnie thought that it would be humorous to start a rant about ex-wives and honoring them at the Purple Grotto. So he stood up. So everybody was standing up honoring ex-wives and you would just kind of stand up and blurt out a name. Yeah. So of course I, I got up and I yelled, you know, Angie Donnelly and he, and Donnie gets up and yells out like Stephanie <laughs> Tarasco. And I'm like, who? Like, who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Her name Actually- was... That or wasn't. Nick, the, no, I think you said Kathy. Yes, I think yeah, you said Kathy. Kathy. Kathy yeah. But it wasn't the Purple Grotto. It oh, where was, was that? that? It was at that 
that bar on Martin Grove. Grove, yeah. That changed names a couple times. Uh, right by the railway. Track. Oh yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. That one. I remember exactly that night. Somehow we got into it. We did a toast to all the ex-wives. All the ex-wives. It, that was, was fucking hilarious. Just like everything else was totally impromptu. Yeah. And I just started going around the room looking at guys, and I got to you, and I'm here's to Kathy Tarasco. <laughs> I thought it was Stephanie or something. I'm mean, like, everybody's like, who? But we we had like. 12, 14 guys at that yeah. point. <laughs> and everybody stood up every time and cheered. Uh, and we went to the next guy and it was a classic. That was uh, classic. I love uh, that. Jesus. So all these experiences with kind of different baseball teams lead to you bringing in Frankie, the tavern. Do you know what year the tavern first came into Domde? Mm, I can't. Nah, I'm nope. not sure. Maybe nope. 80, 89. 89 okay so what was it i i don't i don't have the year i don't have well, the year. Don, donnie should have it there late eight i think it was 88 might have been 88, 88. okay yeah yeah so okay so we know the stories from frank's tavern but is that kind of where the name originated from the buffalo bar that we've talked about or yeah the buffalo bar pretty much that's where it came from and then you know i have i have a little bit of a so i know you had asked me justin about you know several names that i've had as teams and went from Frank's Tavern to Mel's Diner. And I think I was the Steelers one year. I don't know why, but um, the reason I switched names were, was because I was getting some flack because I, I couldn't have my name in the name. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are the wolf pack? Yeah. Like, how come, how come the fucking crook can do it, but we can't do it. And, and who came who came up okay. with this rule? Other than Pete or Bobby, who was the person who came up with it? This rule, <laughs> this this rule started back in the. I think I was telling you guys about this is like year two or three when I I lined up a sponsorship, full sponsorship from Leo for the. My yeah, that's team right. was going right. to have Kipling Heights Restaurant on the back. <laughs> And Bobby and Pete threw a shit fit. And they're like, you can't have a sponsor. Here. And I'm like, well, you can't have your name in the because it was Bear Bears Boys, boys. first. Yeah. And then so he cut it back to the boys after that. Yeah. <laughs> we can we can see about getting uh we can see about getting uh Dewey back on the phone. He was just on the phone with us seeing if we can approve Frank's tavern to be to be back for next year. Fuck but uh, <laughs> No, I so, think that was approved afterwards when 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 they let the uh, wolf pack. Yeah you know, continue on. They were okay with Frank's Tavern because it wasn't really my Frank. It was a different Frank. So, so what was, what was Mel's Diner? So we know what Frank's Tavern is, but what's Mel's Diner? Well, I think I was ranting. Actually, actually, I think I was ranting to Croucho and Mel about the, the bullshit that was going on. And then, and so then Mel, Croucho's wife at the time said, why don't you just call it Mel's Diner? And I said, that's a great name. So that's why the following year I went to Mel's Diner. Because I think I think Croucho was on my team that year that I was getting ostracized. That's good. That's good. So, yeah. okay, as we talk about um, kind of some all-time players, um, we know that you've won three championships with the Tavern. Um, so who are some of those players that as you kind of look back into the history books across the various franchise that you would say are are, are tavern all-stars that you you loved having on your team well one one name that comes to mind that that is a special place in my heart is spencer mccray 
because I was able to not only to, to give him his first, his first trophy. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, there is not, he was actually crying when we were all hugging and in the, in the big thing after we won our first tournament, he was, he was just, he was so excited. He was stoked and he played phenomenal for me. He was awesome. I understand that he went on to win a couple of bricks after that performance with a tavern, but uh, as a tavernman, but I think that was all coaching. Yeah, Frank, but, and, his, uh, and Spencer's defense, I think you're hugging him from behind. That's why he was crying. But might have been, yes, yeah. yes. Although I, I would, I would imagine that living where he lives, he's had that a few times before. You guys had to go there, right? Fuck no. the editing. Oh, yeah. oh I'm back. Yeah. Oh Lord. No, but that Spencer was one that I would, I would, I would always, I, I would always try to draft Gordy, his dad too. Gorb, I, I, I love the man. You know, I, I, he's, I would always try to draft Gorb. Um, Schweppes, I always try to draft uh, Schweppes as well. Uh, Tyler Morok too, was one of my favorites until that one year that he fucked me over <laughs> and, uh, and didn't, uh, I, I, I draft him first overall. He's like, well, I can't play. Uh, well, why didn't you say something to somebody? You know, it's like, he kind of pissed me off, but. So follow, it was actually the following year that we won because I drafted him again. Oh, yeah. And I called, he was the first guy I called and I said, if you fuck me over, you'll never play this tournament again. Trust me. <laughs> so, okay. So you, you, you've won three championships and they were all within, within a pretty close time frame, right? They, they were within the, all within the last 10 Dom days. Um, but prior to that, you did have some bumps along the way. You did have some two worst coaches, um, so besides Taylor Maruk, who else is on the shit list uh, for you in terms of guys you'd never draft again? <laughs> I drafted I drafted Buff one year, and he was fucking shit. He was fucking brutal. I had to I had to I was really lobbying to get him the the brick, but you fuckers wouldn't help me. <laughs> there's there's no way I'm going to vote against Buff. <laughs> Oh, that's he, funny was, he, probably, he was probably my biggest disappointment, but the team probably was as bad as as he played. But he was shit. <laughs> that's good stuff. So okay, so Dom Day thirty nine, you win win your championship, which then allows you to play in Dom Day forty. Um, bring bring the tavern into Dom Day forty. Um, obviously, you get to perform against some some of the teams that you know the young guys do know, know like the Hotel 19, the Beasleys, and then some franchises that haven't been around for 20, 30 years, like the Boys and Gallagher's Girls franchises that might not be as relevant today. But what was it like for you, Frankie, being a part of that Dom Day 40 um, event? It was it was awesome. It was it was it was fantastic. I think we did well at the track that time too, didn't we, Donnie? Yes, huge. That was a good one. Big yeah. night, big day of the track. You know, there's this one thing about there's one thing about Dom Day that I mean, you know, when 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 Pam and I first moved out to Calgary, of course, we were fortunate enough to to live in Calgary with Babe and Sherry and and Dizzy and 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 the family, and they've really become our second family. And we're really fortunate about that. But even when we were living in in Toronto, and just having the Dom Day guys, like I I had invited. Nikki Wolf to play in my member guest when I was a member at, at Markland and, uh, and Nikki and I played together. We had a great time and I didn't know Nikki very well, except for baseball, really. 
but I invited him to play out, play my member guest and he came out and, and, and played. And, and to me, that's what it's all about. It's like reaching out to, to all your brothers from, from, from Dom day, you know, and, and then Donnie, I mean, what did I bring? I brought like three or four guys from Atlanta down to your, down yeah. to your golf tournaments down at the, uh, to support John Hopkins hospital. I was we had a blast. Yeah. Those were, they were great guys. I remember yeah. those yeah. guys. They were awesome. They still talk about that today. Remember when we went down to, to Baltimore <laughs> and played in the, in the tournament at your buddy's bar? I mean, that was a fucking great time. But that's yeah. what, to me, that's what it's, that's the epitome of, of Dom Day to me is, is the friendships that you've got, you know, through the years. And you can call anybody at any time and they're going to pick up the phone, you know. It's just amazing. That's good stuff. So, okay, so oh, we're going to talk hang about on a second. This. I lost you. We got you. Yeah, we can fucking see you. Okay, hold on. Should we get Lanny on the phone? Yeah, I'll get him back here. And I need another mule. This is our first guest that ever brought that ever brought his own agenda. Have you noticed? Yeah, I know. <laughs> fucking surprise. Like, I have no. For sure, yeah, other than Pete. Other than Pete. <laughs> We're on a fucking slippery slope here, guys. I can tell I you. I have that. notes. I have notes. Oh, uh, he walked okay. in the door and punched me in the face, and it was off from there. Right. So. I have notes, this Donnie. Justin. This is your show. Fucking carry on. Justin. It's yours, uh, Justin. And by the way, Justin, you look really good, buddy. Oh, thanks. Thanks. You do too. <laughs> no, I don't. Whoa, are we going, are, are we're going there now. Well, Frankie, I would no, I don't. Okay, I would the other say, four of us are going to bump off this call, and you two can have. Yes, and my oldest, my oldest daughter is still single. I'm just saying, yeah. Frankie, you'd rock that look since day one, and you don't look like you've aged a minute since you moved to Calgary. You like, should. Oh, oh yeah. You no, I remember. I remember we were in Banff one time, and you went to the bathroom, and you came out, and you were like, "Babe, I just freaked out. Like my goatee's all gray." And he was like, just starting to grow the goatee. He's like, "Oh." Is that bad? But <laughs> you're still rocking. I got a, I got a dizzy story I'm going to share with you guys. Oh, so I've got oh, one too. Let's oh, do it while he's off mute. <laughs> oh, I got it. This is a, this is a great story. So, you know, through the years, as 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 dizzy hit that, you know, 15, 16, 17 year age, you know, a couple times, babe would phone me at. You know, 10 o'clock at night. Hey, is Dizzy over at your place? No, he's not here. He goes, ah, oh, fuck, he must be at Grandpa's. No problem. So, you know, a couple of weeks go by. We happen to be at their place for dinner. Dizzy's there. And we're talking about going skiing in, um, down in... Um, Fernie. Fernie, in Fernie. And uh, Dizzy goes, hey, I'll, 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 I'll come. And I'm like, sure. So... You know, I, I go to the bathroom. Babe follows me towards the bathroom, not in the bathroom. He's like, are you sure you want to do this? He's fucking, he's at an age where he's like uncontrollable. Like they were fighting all the time. I go, yeah, I got this, babe. No problem. No problem. So I think, I think Dizzy, I think you're maybe 16 at the time. I think so. Anyway. Yeah. So right anyway, he that. comes to Fernie with us and it's us and two other families. And we've got, and all our kids are like 10, 11, 12 years old. Most of them girls. And I'm like, no problem. He'll come with us. So I'm like, so I said to Pam, I go, Derek's going to come with us. Day one, we'll take all the, the guys. We'll take him out. We'll go watch the Canmore Screaming Eagles play hockey, whatever. So and Ghost two, Riders. Or the, whatever they are. Whatever. Yes. Thank you. And then the next day I said, he can babysit all the kids and we can all go out to dinner. And she goes, that's a fucking brilliant idea. So that's what happened. 
So day one, we go across, and it was, our hotel was right across from the arena. We take him over the arena. I'm feeding him full of beers because he was taller than all the guys that were there, all us 40-year-olds. And he, so he's drinking beer, having a great old time. And I said, Diz, tomorrow you're, you're watching all the kids. He goes, yeah, no problem, Frank. I got this. So he did. So here's us all crammed into our Honda Pilot. You know how they got like the, the, the third row seating? We had so much shit in there. It was just room for like the one seat that falls down. And here's Dizzy sitting in that one seat like this for three hours going to fucking Fernie. You know, it was, it was hilarious. Well, I remember on the way home too. the highway was closed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But that, but was, that great. was awesome. I, oh, that was an unreal trip. I remember it was us, the Vogels, and then Penny and... Um, yeah, Penny and yeah, Gord. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. And we had a great, great time. Skiing and it was great at the game, but I that might have sparked my interest back into hockey. Honestly. I think it did. I think yeah, it did because yeah. that's when I you remember, started playing I, in we BC, had a blast right? Of the game and it was packed, and I was like, "Fuck, well, I could at least play here." Yeah. <laughs> so that so was Dizzy, a good one. Dizzy, the two questions I think our viewers are probably wondering now is: by sixteen, you'd been drinking for five, six years by then. Yeah, I mean, I did my toes in the water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I enough. thought I thought Frankie was going to bring up a. Uh, story when i was maybe 13 or 14 and we were in fernie and he was cooking the vodka penne i remember that it was oh yes vodka penne but i came up and i remember my dad just gave me a hard no like derek enough <laughs> like one of those i remember like, that so i go I to frankie that. and i was like hey frankie any chance I any beer? <laughs> and he was like no and then he told pam pam was like oh you should have came to me i would have given it to you she was always a pushover. <laughs> I think a lot of that too. She was just saying that because I, oh. I remember at times going to Pam and being like, "Well, Pam, now's the time." And that's right. It wasn't the same reception. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Any any other memories, guys, from from out west? As we're kind of talking about Dizzy, I know you got a lot from growing up with with Frankie, and uh, you wanted us to kind of poke the bear and get some of these western stories out. Any other any other stories you can think about growing up with Frankie? I have, I have, I have one. So we, we do, we do, uh, well, I have several, but I, I'll, I'll talk about one. So we do uh, a thing that, that, that babe calls it affectionately the P hop, which is his version of the uh, Pam hop. So Pam likes to, Pam makes her own pizza. So Pam and I work together, we make the pizza and then we just have like a, like we probably have 12 pizzas. And it's so Pam's it was the bank- pizza. What's it's that? Like the, it's Pam's House of Pizza. Yeah, Pam, like yeah, IHOP, Pam's Pizza. But P-Hop. Pizza. Yeah. So we have, so we go to, um, so it's it's the Vancouver Olympics opening opening ceremonies. And Sarah's <laughs> dating this guy. His name is, Sarah's dating this guy, Logan. Logan, still dating and, him, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And, and his name is, his last name is uh, Bickerstaff. So Babe, and this is just part of it, but so Babe goes, so halfway through, we're fucking half cut like usual. And and Babe's like, Logan, so what did you say your last name was? And he goes, Bickerstaff. And he goes, what kind of a fucking name is Bickerstaff? <laughs> we were probably about three quarters of the way through. So then, so now we're watching the the ceremony and all of a sudden, and so then, um, um, yes, Katie, Katie Katie Lang gets up there with her tuxedo, her white tuxedo. I don't know if you guys remember that. She gets up there and starts singing Alleluia. 
right? And we're watching it and we're all mesmerized because she's got a wonderful voice. And I, I looked over and I looked at everybody. I'm like, is that Katie Lang or is that Wayne Newton? Newton. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were just fucking killing ourselves laughing. Oh, except Pam was not laughing at that. She was not. She so then fast forward to like, I think it was two years ago. I'm in Vegas and at the flooring show and Wayne knew, and I was, I was cut. I should stop saying that because maybe I drink too much, but so, so Wayne Newton walks by with his two bodyguards, like right in front of me. So I'm like, stop, stop, stop. I fucking run out there and I take a picture with, I, I go, Hey, let me get a picture. And the bodyguards are like, no, no, no. I go, I'm Canadian. What the fuck am I going to do to you? Let me get a picture. And they're like, oh, okay. Okay. So I get a picture of me and Wayne Newton and I send it to babe. that's good stuff so before we leave the topic about going from from out west i I mean i remember guys for the last kind of number of years when when babe had the hotel 19 and and frankie you had the tavern you guys would do the uh the the remote drafts over the phone and you guys would normally get together and kevin would be the go-between um though i'm i'm assuming there was a couple beers consumed on those nights as well uh when you guys had the your own calgary calgary draft central i know in the early years there was some pizza as well yeah we would we would always do the pizza together with the draft and it was great i mean yeah we had a we had a great time yeah yeah few few championship teams drafted out there and that's where your three were but any any other stories from draft night i mean we have kind of the golf in that but yeah it was great when you know I mean, Kevin would come over and, you know, you'd have sort of that mini Rexdale feel to it. And, you know, and Derek was there and the kids and, you know, I mean, it was, it was fun. It was so much fun. It was and so much ha- fun. And having Pam cook the pizzas was like unbelievable. And we'd just be like wolfing them down. I don't even know if the, the girls got anything. We were just like stuffing it back in. And, but in between we'd be drafting and back in the day with the technology <laughs> to where it was then, not where it is now. I mean, we'd have to phone the 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 calls in for who we're going to take. And Frankie and I would always go back and forth on what do you think of this guy? What do you think of that guy? And you know, we were fairly honest with each other about both our teams and who we should be drafting at that point. But it was it was a lot of fun. Like, it was we a lot. Just of fun. had a great time. Yeah, babe. Remember the one time we're in my in my office in the basement. I think at the house in. Auburn Bay and we had asked Pam to get us a pizza she got us one and then we wanted another one and I said to, I said to babe I go I go he goes well just phone her I go I'm not gonna fucking phone her you phone her he goes I'm not gonna fucking phone her <laughs> like phone her upstairs you know yeah. well she'll come down and punch me he goes she's he goes she'll tell me to go fuck myself <laughs> which uh, basically good. happened yeah. which basically happened that's funny stuff. Um, okay, guys, so we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, and and it's going to be, Frankie, we're going to get you to lead this one off. It's on um, a night at a bar at Carlingview. Do you want to kick that one off? Oh, yeah. So remember, I don't, I, I can't remember what that bar in, uh, on Carlingview was called there, Donnie. Carlingview and Belfield, that bar. I can't remember. Arizona's? Arizona's? Or? No, no, oh, no. The other one up, up the other way. Yeah. yeah. Right behind the racetrack. Anyway, we had our party there, I think, once or twice. I think that was Mule's buddy that had a place there. Anyway, so one t- we're, at, we're at Remo's, 
and it was time to leave. And there were, you know, myself and Fuse and uh, Donnie Thorne, uh, Brendan Buff, and Mike Minow. Like, what a crew that is, that five. That's an unusual group of five. So we, we decide to all jump in Donnie Thorne's truck after Remo's, and we start heading down towards the hotel, and we stop at that bar. Min's like, hey, let's go to, the, let's go to that bar on, Car- on, uh, on Carling View. So we go, we go to that bar. We pull in. We walk into the fucking bar, and there were five white guys in that bar. And yeah, one of them, and one of them was Mike Minow. So you can imagine how that went. So, so, so we're sitting there. We order first drink, and all these eyes are on us, right? We order a drink, and my, my Mike Minow gets up. To he goes, I'm going to go talk to some of these guys. So Fuse is like, Oh, buckle down, boys. <laughs> but it was fine. It was fine. Men made many friends that night. It was it was fantastic. And then we went from the five of us went from there to um, some other bar, Moxie's Moxie's that was attached to that restaurant right beside, which was attached to the hotel beside where we were staying, Donnie, at the time that that residence in. Yeah, yeah. So then we go to the uh, we went to Moxie's and closed that place down, and then it was hilarious. So then we pull into the hotel, and Min disappears, and Sandy's waiting in the lobby for him, right? So the four of us come walking in, and she's like, "Have you guys seen uh, Min?" And we're like, "Yeah, we yeah no we have we haven't seen him. We don't know where he is. <laughs> we just went to our rooms. That <laughs> was a beauty. Where did he go? No idea. <laughs> that first bar was the one that we lost the deposit on. That was yeah. the place that I, who who took the money there, Pete, or was it Minnow? That Min- Min- yeah, Min- I think it was Minnow was telling us that story. What took I, the five hundred bucks and the and the the guy whoever he gave it to skipped town. That yeah. was that place. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that was Blanche's. I think he said yeah. when he was on here. Blanche's. Oh, Blanche's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then and then is it was right? is that right, Frankie? Blanche's. Mc- is that ringing? Then Mackenzie's yeah. Pub. It was Mackenzie's Pub. For the next yeah. time we were there, yeah. Uh, that's funny stuff. Okay, so we're gonna go on to the next topic, and I don't have much context on this, um, but it was from one of the guys. The Sammy's new show email. Uh, who wants to jump in on that one? Well, I just—you I, 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 want to tell it, babe? No, you go. No, I just remember getting that email, and I, I think it came from from you, Frankie. That, and so however many years that goes back, the fact that. Or maybe Al sent it out that that this email that that Sammy's going to be on this show and it's going to be on I don't know if it was on HBO or whatever it was but my brother's involved in some show that he knows these guys from the bread delivery thing so keep an eye out for it and fucking Trailer Park Boys was born right so do you do you recall that you're looking puzzled on our screen here it must have been from his it must have been from his other brother Al because it wasn't it wasn't from me. Frankie's never that, never seen an episode. Frankie's, yeah, never seen an episode. No. Yeah, so but anyhow, that's how the, the whole. Uh, <laughs> well, like, what's he? What, he's an actor. He no, he's a fucking he's a bread delivery guy out in fucking Halifax. So, you know, babe and I went to see him with my daughter Sarah when he came to Calgary, and uh, at a at a <laughs> at a show. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh. 
Sammy could like, read, he could read a crowd. Like he was, he delivered like what that crowd wanted. He was unbelievable. I, I, you know, I think we both have to admit that he was probably the best act in that yeah. show. Oh, really? by far. In that, by in what far. we saw. Yeah. But did he, did I he just, sing, did he I sing just, his signature I just song? can't do it, Donnie. I just can't. What's that fucking song he sings? I don't know, but let's bury it. <laughs> oh, the one, the Shaggy song? That fucking yeah. Thing. Yeah. 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 He, he told me he wants to do that at Dizzy's wedding. Oh, God. Good. That's He's in. Good job. Stay single, Dizzy. Okay, so another another story that Frankie wanted to talk about is Saturday Night Poker. Why don't you tell us a bit about that, Frankie? So a lot of a lot of people may not know this, but we used to so on so Huffy always used to stay at our house, like at with Joe and Rose, th- or at Dom Day at the at the beginning years. He Huffy would always you know come on Thursday and then he'd go home on 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 Sunday. So he would come over and Sammy would always arrange these poker games. So. On those nights where, remember, we never used to do anything on the Saturday night. Everybody would kind of go on their yeah. own. We used to play poker in, in, in Joe and Rose's backyard. So it was myself and Lil and um, sometimes Al would come. Davey Burnett would come, believe it or not. Davey Burnett would come and play with us and Huffy and Sammy. And we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Good stuff. And so the next topic that we're going to talk about is the Windy Jim Stakes. Um, so we've talked a little bit about Windy Jim, um, but I know that we've got some professional handicappers on on the uh, on the pool, and we've talked about the the Dom Day pool in the past and some of the successes and failures we had. Maybe Donnie, I'll open open it up with you about how the whole Dom Day pool at the Windy Jim Stakes kind of began. Well, I, I think it was it was an unofficial beginning. I mean, when we when we first started. You know, and again, the history of this thing was, you know, we were go. some of us were going to the track from way back when, uh, you know, like shit, probably close to the origin of Dom Day. It used to be the thing we would do on the day before. And, and you know, Babe was there and Frankie and uh, Min was one of the early, early guys and Dicker and, and uh, Peter Maruk and. And then over the years, it just started to grow and grow. We gave, and then we didn't call it the Windy Gym at first. And then uh, we had the opportunity one time to, to uh, call it the Windy Gym and arrange to get the, you know, to give the award or the blanket or whatever and stuff like that. So it just grew to the thing that it is now, which is, you know, one of my favorite events is, is you know, uh, the Windy Gym. But we just, I don't know, we just started throwing money in, I think together as a small little group, you know, just, you know, here's 20 bucks, here's 20 bucks or whatever. And Frankie and men were the two guys that were hundred percent into it. I mean, they were, they were like locked in laser locked and the rest of us were like, you know, we were picking numbers or colors and we were, you know, lined up with the beer stand more than we were focused on the horses. So Frankie and men were the guys that were the de facto handicappers and, uh, it was so much fun. Yeah. And then it got to the point where, you know, at one point we were, we were putting in as much money as whatever Dom day it was. Right. So if it was, <laughs> if it was Dom day 32, everybody put in 32 bucks, Dom day 33, it's 33 bucks or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just so much fun. And then we did have a couple of home runs. Like we, I'll never forget 
and I, I don't know, I couldn't tell you what Dom date was, but we, we had, we had some big bucks on a horse and it had Hollywood in the name. And I can't remember it. I, I have, I have a picture of it somewhere, but, and it, it hit, it was like an eight or a 10 to one shot. And it came in and we were like, we just lost it. Like absolutely crazy. Right. That place was rocking. Oh, I've, yeah. never, I've never, I think seen that was fun. Dom day 40. It might've been. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't too too long ago, yeah. And yeah. we just, I mean, we we cashed big time, you know. It might have been dump. Dom Day Forty because we, I think we tripled our money on that, like on that on that event, because I think we threw away around five hundred bucks when we were leaving. Yeah, probably. But I think yeah. we, I think I think we had about, I don't, I can't remember how much we had in Kitty, but it, we easily tripled it. Yeah, and yeah. we're like, okay, we're buying we're buying drinks at Remos tonight. Drinks yeah, at yeah. Remos. Yeah. That was so much fun. And, then, and, then, and Donnie, and Donnie, I know, you know, I, I can't, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Bert at all. But, but I mean, Bert was such a, such a, he just loved that day. And yeah. remember, remember, I think it was 41, maybe, where you come up to me at the end of the night, we're a little bit gas, and you're like, Frankie, I can't find Bert. Yeah. <laughs> I go, well, where is he? And you're like, I don't know. He, we had a little bit of an argument, so he he told me to go fuck myself, and he walked away. <laughs> but that was Bert, right? Yeah, <laughs> we found him. We, yeah, we found him though, and he was fine. We found him, yeah. But uh, in fact, yeah, the was... picture the picture in the program, the picture in the program, or on on you know at, on on one of the vigils that you had on there of him and I laughing our asses off. Yes, was because yeah. I went up to him. I'm like. Bert, where the fuck did you go? And he goes, he goes, ah, fuck. He was fucking pissing me off. So I just fucking went on my own and I started laughing and then he started laughing and I don't know yeah. who caught that picture, but that was an yeah. awesome picture. I love that's, that. picture. That's a great picture. Yeah. Yeah. So it was hilarious. But, but all that, then I remember we, we would go back to Remo's on the few occasions that we won. Yeah. The guys are like, well, okay, what do we get? What do we get? And we're like, it's gone already. Like they, every, every, everybody failed to realize the shooters were like 12 bucks or something like, or some insane number. Right. And like I said before, we would never order. Oh, give me three. It was always give me 20, 30, 40, yeah. whatever. And they put yeah. 40, 40 uh, drunken uh, or broken, broken down, down golf carts. Right? Yeah. Give me, give me a tray of those, right? please. And you didn't realize that was costing, you know, hundreds of dollars. Right? Oh yeah. That was give amazing. Me, give me 40 course lights. Give me yeah. And if you had the late game at the field on the Friday, right. By the time you were overdone, had a couple beers, that fucking, oh, that cabbage was long gone. Oh, that was so much fun though. That was the, that's one of the best parts. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. That's fire um, stuff. Well, I remember Frankie, when you guys gave Derek the tip on, I think it was Derek uh, and Bobby. It was me, Bobby Light, and Justin. Oh, yeah. I remember that. It was three at Belmont, Molly's in the Clouds. Yeah, mm. Molly's yeah. in the Clouds. And I remember Electric I remember race. that. You know, I, it was one of those years, I think it was, uh, I was trying to look it up earlier, the Belmont results, and, and I think it said it was like 2010. So it would have been one of our first kind of years being able to gamble at that point. And, and I remember, you know, everybody saying, Oh, you know, Frankie and Minnow are kind of the guys to go to for a pick and, and Minnow, Minnow, you know, is, you know, pretty locked in and, and Dizzy of course has a great relationship with you, Frankie. So, you know, me and Bobby and, and, and him are like, you got to ask Frankie for a tip. You got to ask Frankie for a tip. And Dizzy comes over and he goes, okay, I got one, but we got to watch it on the TV. It's at racing at the Belmont. 
<laughs> and we all said, we're going to go put 20 bucks on this thing. He goes, it's a long shot. It's probably, you're going to lose 20 bucks, all that stuff. So we go and put 20 bucks down on it. We go over, we come back. And, and I, I remember as well. So we had the one ticket with the three of us, but Danny Coates went over as well, hearing that we had done it and got that pick from you. So Danny Coates went over and bought his own ticket on the, on the three at, uh, at Belmont and, and it hit Molly's in the clouds. It hit and it paid for our Dom day weekend. And then some, I think it was, uh, we each won like four or 500 bucks or whatever it was. I think it was, I think it was 20 to one. I think I won. I think that's a Dom day that I won like 3,500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember, I just remember that. Cause we would have been, it would have been, like I said, one of our first, you know, kind of, kind of, um, gambling moments at, at the windy gym and after that we're all thinking oh this is oh, easy yeah, just stick easy. around <laughs> <laughs> stick around frankie tell him what's your one surefire pick and I, I do remember though we did it we did ask him i think two more times and he, he missed one but he did hit the other but it wasn't a 20 to one it's a little different no. when it's a 20 to one that hits and it pays off right? i don't know that i've ever I don't know that I've ever gone to the racetrack without texting Frankie since. <laughs> hey, you're not, you're not, you're going to lose more than you're going to win. I guarantee you that. But hey, Frankie, you mind looking at the Tuesday running in Northlands, Vancouver? Yeah. There might be a couple studs out here. <laughs> but that was, so, that was so much fun. I remember that. I remember that day. And I, and I told Dizzy, I'm like, don't bet more than you can lose, than you can afford to lose. And don't get mad at me if you lose. Well, I remember, I, you that <laughs> I remember the bet before the three of us were going in together and we were sick of losing. We we're making a stand right then and there against Woodbine. We were getting our money back. And so yeah, we all put it, 20 bucks down, which is like big money for us on a race. Well, we all bet the favorite and he wins. And we go back with our tickets. And we're like, yeah, we fucking won. And they're like, here's your money back. Twenty one fifty. And we're a all right well that's, that's not what we were trying to do so then we got frank one by the time we got back frankie it was like the race was halfway over like we must have placed our bet been talking to somebody and then we get back and you're like oh fuck sorry guys sorry guys oh go, go that's awesome go, donnie go. And so that, that's that's the last big one we had that this is dom day 40 i think it was big blind and we we this is the one that we carried we carried the cash out in bags, like it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, big blind. Yeah, I tell you what, to go one twenty and five as a twenty thousand dollar maiden claimer for sixteen thousand. Holy shit! He yeah. probably died after that race, Donnie. He probably Meanwhile, never heard of that horse again. Meanwhile, Babe and I were looking at the name of the trainer and go, "Oh, Ashley Burnoff." <laughs> let's go with that let's go with that <laughs> uh, that's awesome that's, that's pretty funny and it's funny to hear you know it's funny to hear um that the little spiel that that frankie said that he gave to to dizzy about you know not betting more than you can have all that stuff because dizzy with good marching orders came back over to the guys and i can remember him kind of giving us the exact same spiel saying all right here's what frankie said make sure that you're betting what you can bet all this sort of stuff and we're all like okay we got twenty dollars we lose it we <laughs> lose it and just the i mean we still joke about it to still to that day because for us at that point four hundred dollars for dom day that that pays for your for your weekend Although you realize very quickly, you get a lot, a lot of new friends when you win four hundred dollars at, uh, oh, at the racetrack. Sure. Yeah, but no, that that's was great a- though. That's that's the best way to start a dom day is when oh. you're up all that money, and then oh. you know, you go to the bar and you're buying drinks all the time. And because at the end of the day, who gives a shit really? Right. 
Yeah. I remember uh, that. Other, other than the couple of guys that are there with their hand out. Going, yeah. <laughs> I, want my four, I want my 40 back. Right. Yeah. Yeah, fuck off. Gordon. I remember yeah, that Gordon. being my first experience in life where you, you don't need to buy everyone drinks, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think that was the first time I actually bought my dad a drink at Dom Day. I think after after maybe we, we could get that maybe night. we could get Sherry on and she would agree with you there, Derek. Yeah. It wasn't the first time the McCrae's accepted a drink <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a cigarette. Did you guys? Did you guys? Did you know this? I'll I'll tell you this, and I didn't give you this as part of the agenda at all, Justin. But but for years and years and years, I would ceremoniously buy Al McCrae and Mike Lilly, a double crown and Coke at the party every fucking year. You can ask them that. Was it just to get and, them off and, your tab early or, or no, how was that? No, I did. I did because I because res- I, I respected both, both of them. And I, and I wanted to buy them a, a drink and I would do it every year. A double crown and Coke every time. Oh, uh, that's good stuff. Babe, I think you're sharing your screen. Why don't we talk about some of the as we before we pivot off the windy gym? Um, why don't we talk about some of those those moments uh, on the pictures and and the and the blanket and all that? I don't think we've really gotten into some of those, but we've had some good memories. I know the last time we had a bit of a celebrity kind of pop in, but why don't you tell us a bit about how those have evolved over the years? You know what? It has been a great time, and I think Donnie, when we went down for the symposium in uh, Baltimore. Remember we went to that racetrack? I can't remember Laurel, the name. Laurel, Laurel racetrack. racetrack. And and these people had sponsored a race. And and I go, wow, you know, that's amazing. Because we're in this this beautiful facility, but there's only like 100 people. It was people just there. us. It was just us and, and a few other people. But we were up top and, and these people sponsored a race. And I said, we should, I looked at Donnie, I go, we should do that for Windy Jim Stakes, like Windy Jim Stakes. And we should sponsor and see if we can get down there for the picture. And sure enough, you know, went back and phoned, uh, you know, Woodbine and they said, absolutely, you can do that. It's, I don't know, three or 400 bucks. And, you know, we can do a blanket up. And, you know, I said, well, can you do two blankets up? Because we'd like one for Dom Day. And she goes, okay, how do you want to spell steaks? I go, well, I don't think the S T E A K S would be acceptable, but I, I'm sure that's where Windy Jim ended up. So we ended up, you know, we got to go down and we got to present, and it was absolutely fabulous. We did that probably for seven or eight years, and then the last one, just as you mentioned, you know, um, it, it was it was amazing, you know, what happened, and you know, we had you know, one of the best jockeys in Canada and Donnie, you want to take it from there. Yeah. So we were real lucky that at Sandy Holly came out with us for the photo. Right. And so here's the greatest jockey ever in Canada. I think, you know, at least yeah. he was in my era, you know, and uh, he came out and was with us for the photo and I can't find that one, but, uh, but we have a great photo of him with all of us, right? And there's some there's some really good photos. We must have five or six of them now, where we've given out the, the, uh, the the blanket, and then ha- been down there, and we've had the whole gallery of ga- of girls and guys and families and everything. Really good, you know. And two two years ago, was it? I think it was the last one we did. We walked. Remember, we walked across the uh, the infield. Under the- 
Yeah, yeah. we went over onto the turf. Yeah. The, turf. Yeah. the winter the surf. surf. Yeah. Over there. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So yeah. And, so. and one of the great things, you know, people don't know about Sandy Holly was he would uh, in the winter months, he'd go down to LA and he'd be racing down there. But he also was the guy who ran the latch in the penalty box at the LA Kings game for the oh, really? team. Yeah. yeah. So you get a penalty down there. I remember my first penalty down there. I'm like, I go in the box. I'm like, Sandy Holly. He's like, yeah. And so we're sitting there, we're chatting away. Cause you know, we're talking about, you know, all the racing and woodbine and everything. All Next of a sudden, step. like, you know, it's like my penalty's up, but I'm still in the box, <laughs> but it was great. Like, I mean, and that was really, it was really special to, you know, see him there, but then, then meet him when, you know, we did the Windy Jim stakes and have him come out for the picture. It was quite yeah. an honor for, I think all of us. I mean, Babe was... came out on the ice, fucking slashed the guy right in the back of the head, took a major, yeah. went back and talked to him for another yeah, five minutes. That's right. Talked to you for another five yeah, or yeah, 10. Back. Yeah. He, he fucking gooned, he, he gooned <laughs> Rob Blake. So he'd go back in the fucking box. Yeah. Crispy's <laughs> like, what are you fucking doing? Oh, that's funny. Hey, at the, at the, at the, at, you know, when, when Marlene Nish left, left Heather Bray, didn't she date Sandy Holly for a little while? I think she did. There's a lot of rumors, Frankie. We yes, can't, you know, yes. uh, I forgot to ask about that in the penalty yeah. box. So. Yeah. But so I, gotta, you know, the whole history goes way back. Like this is a, this is a <laughs> that's awesome. This is, this. A, this is a pick from Kirk 1970. That's is, this is our, or sorry, pardon me, 71. This is our midget team. Uh, with Big Al was the coach. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, so in the front row is Schwepper there, right? And uh, Schwepper and then uh, uh, Bernie Dumpke's there in the middle. Yeah. And then uh, Derek Peary and Sid. Sid and me oh on the right there. God. And then so behind behind me is uh, Paul Titanic. You remember Paul? Yeah. Tights. And then, yeah. yeah, Tights. Kenny Brewitt and then Eric. And then John oh. Christie. Look at the size of John Christie. Oh, yeah. All right? And Murray Brown. <laughs> Murray what? Brown. Yeah, and Ron LaRose, oh. and then Fred Sansalita. You remember Fred? Yeah, Freddie. Yeah, yeah. And then his Ronnie. dad, his dad built Is that McBadgen basement. next to him. Yeah, McBadgen, and then Brian Self. So this was the first. Like Big Al did this for us, same sort of thing, where he had a race named the Rexdale Warrior uh, Classic or whatever. We went down, we got to present a trophy and all. So that's great. That's yeah. great. Like he just got out of fucking jail. It's great that you kept all these pictures, Donnie. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. for our, for our listeners at home who know this is a podcast and can't see what's going on, Donnie, why don't you send us this picture and we'll uh, we'll put some of these pictures that we've shared from the Woodbine memories onto the the Instagram so that we can share them for our viewers to see. There's some fantastic sure. pictures of yeah. uh, of the years of of uh, of Windy Jim past. Um, so any other thoughts on Windy Jim before I move on, guys? To uh, to one more story from Frankie about a uh, a bad call. Oh yes, yeah. Let me let let let's talk about that. And some of you might remember it, but um, um, it was the tavern playing against the Greys, and of course, you know, one of the one of the best um, umpires that we ever had that would never actually watch the game, Chevy Savickas, was umping third, and. Um, and so Gordy and I were playing against each other, and it was a horrible call at third base. It was just a, it was a brutal call. I, I can't remember if I was on the positive or end of it, but but regardless, it didn't really matter. So Gordy and I were arguing, and he's like, he made the call. I go, yeah, but he wasn't even watching. You know, we're going back and forth. 
So at the end of the day, make a long story short, Gordy and I just, you know, huddled away from everybody else. And I go, you know what, Gordy? I go, this is fucking bullshit. Let's just do a do-over. So that's how the do-over started is by Gordy and I just agreeing. We shook hands and we said, sure, let's, let's do that. It's the right thing to do. And we did that. And then I can't remember what happened after it really didn't matter, but I think we did the right thing by doing the do-over because Chevy Savickas is the worst umpire in the history of fucking Dom Day. And, and the good news is now that Jordan Escannon runs the umpire and we have that schedule in place. And I'm pretty sure Chevy's banned from, from umpire. I think, <laughs> I think it's a seven person list and it's, and it's Yak, Eddie Blacharski, Yak and Eddie Blacharski, I think who are the only guys who are allowed to yeah. really umpire anymore. But, but no, that's, that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool story. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I'm, I'm assuming Pete would have been in the washroom when you guys decided on that, that do over, right? He, he wouldn't have never uh, stood he would around. Never would, Pete, Pete would have never accepted that ever. Yeah. Oh, that's funny stuff. And then just last story, I, there, one more, I'm going through your notes, rooming in Woodbine with, or uh, oh. <laughs> Woodbridge with, with babe. So, so I can't remember the year that we had our, <laughs> the year that we had our, our, uh, our, our party up at Woodbridge at, I think it was, was it Gretzky's or? No, it was. Or, or no, it was uh, Don Cherry. Oh, Clark's. Wendell Clark's. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Wendell Clark's. And I, you know, it was, it was, you know, one of those weekends where you're, everybody's drinking excessively. I think I might've had a tray of broken down golf carts all by myself that time, Donnie, I think. Anyway, so I decided to pack it in around 10 o'clock. So I'm walking, staggering. Probably took me a fucking hour to get 100 yards because our hotel was attached to, or not attached, but in the same parking area as the, as the hotel, as the uh, restaurant. <laughs> and I go, I, I get into my room and I'm lying down in the bed and I'm dead asleep. And I don't know how long it was before Babe showed up at the room. It was but, probably five minutes later. <laughs> probably. But anyway, there was, you know, finally I, I heard I heard a guy trying to get into our room with a key. So I go, oh, well, I'm going to get up and open the door. So I opened the door and Babe's standing there with the security guy. And I go, I go, what's going on? Babe's like, I've been knocking, banging on your fucking door for the last 15 minutes. I had to go let the security guy let me in because you weren't answering the door. I go, why? Well, I, I didn't hear you. He goes, well, you heard the guy put the fucking thing in the door. <laughs> I go, the people next door got up and opened their door. I go, fuck Frankie. Where was this? What hotel? This, this was in... Well, we had the the party at Wendell Clark's. Oh, okay. and, and Dave and I were rooming together in Woodbridge. It was so yeah. funny. I'm oh, like, sorry, babe, I, I was asleep. Oh, that was great. It was a great time. <laughs> That's awesome oh, stuff. Man. So we're going to head into some final words now. Frankie, I'm going to give you the chance to open us up with just some final thoughts, obviously, on, on, uh, on Dom Day. Well, like I said, like I said before, it's the 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 friendships and 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 the 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 group of people that that we've that we have. Like I said, you could you could call anybody in our group anytime, and they will pick up the phone. If they don't pick up the phone, they'll call you back within minutes. I mean, it's it's just an unbelievable. It's an unbelievable group. It's something that I'm so proud to be part of, and um, it, it, it's something that I, I cherish. So. 
I, I don't know what else I could say. It's, you know, you, you could not see somebody for a year and then you see them at, at Dom day and, and you're hugging and high-fiving and, and just going on like, like nothing ever happened. Oh, I should stay. I should share one. I should share a story about our friend, uh, mighty Mike Fuda. This is actually, this is actually very funny. So I'm, so I'm at the, this is going back about just prior to COVID and I'm driving into the Marriott with my rental car and this guy's coming out of the Marriott with his rental car and we almost have a head-on collision. Oh, I'm sorry. I was driving out. He was driving in. We almost have a head-on collision, but you know, kind of sort of, and then I'm like, I stop the car and he stops his car and we both back up. I go, fierce. <laughs> so I go, hey, I have to leave. I'll be back in about an hour. I, I said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm just staying at the hotel tonight for, for dinner and I got to fly to Russia tomorrow or something. I'm like, great. I go, I'll be back in an hour. We'll have a couple of drinks. So I, I take off. I come back and we get lit up like, like it was, it was bad. Like, <laughs> I probably shouldn't, I probably shouldn't say this because he'll probably call me after he read after he sees this episode, but he actually fell off the fucking bar stool. He was so hammered. <laughs> like backwards. <laughs> Not surprising. No. no. I don't know. I don't know how, how many vodka tonics we had, but it wasn't it, it wasn't 10 and it wasn't 20, but it was somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Anyway, that was a funny story. But again, that's Dom Day, right? You run into somebody that you haven't seen for a while and and you have a couple of drinks and next thing you know, it was fun. That's awesome stuff. Dizzy, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I know you got a lot to say. Why don't you give us some final words on Frankie T? Well, Frankie, I mean, you've been like an uncle to me ever since you guys. I remember the first trip you guys made out to Calgary. You, I think Pam brought out like a bunch of Crayola stuff. Look. And we ended up just drawing for hours. So that's how old I was when you guys moved out there. <laughs> but you guys well, were unbelievable to us. Well, I can tell you, Hannah, Hannah was... I Hannah think was Hannah like was seven or eight. Seven. Yeah. Seven, I think. Or no, maybe she was five. I think you're right, babe. I think she was five. But I'll tell you what, Pam, Pam says this about you all the time, Dizzy. When we moved from Toronto to Calgary, again, we didn't know anybody, but we knew you guys and we were thankful that we knew you guys. And I remember you came over, Sherry and Colin and you came over to our place and Hannah was so depressed because she had left all of her friends in, in the Oakville area. And you went into the room that she was staying in because we were, of course, we were renovating this house. And you went into the room with all these crayons and, shit, and you sat there and I think Colin and Sherry left. And I think you guys went to pick up dinner or something, come back, babe. I can't remember what, but but Dizzy was there in the room, just sitting there coloring with Hannah all that time. And that's why you will always have a special place in our heart, like mine and Pam's heart, for what you did with Hannah because she was so upset. 
but you sat there and you colored with her and you played with her and it was awesome. Well, the funny thing is Hannah was actually showing me what to do with the markers. I was just sitting there. I was like, Hannah, you just crack it open. You smell it. And she was like, no, 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 you draw with these. And I was like, oh, that that was the first time you colored between the lines. But I can remember so many times at Fernie and you guys talk about the pizza. Like, remember you guys had the thought and Fernie of like, well, maybe we buy this pizza joint here and then we'll have you guys up every weekend, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, do that. That'd be perfect. But you guys were so great to us. And like, it was just, we we're so thankful to have you guys there. No, we were, we were, we were very blessed for sure. Cote, final thoughts on Frank. Well, obviously I, you know, I first met Frankie uh, through Dom day and then obviously through the years that I, I traveled to Alberta for work, uh, certainly caught up with him and Pam and, uh, the Patterson's a lot of times. And we had, we had lots of good laughs that way. And, and more than, more than a few times I was like, I regretted it was great to see them, but fucking the next day work mornings were a little long because of being out with the Tarascos and the Patterson's. So, uh, certainly a great guy. And, uh, you know the Tarasco name, very famous in Rexdale, well known in Rexdale, and uh, the glad that that both brothers uh, always religiously show up at Dom Day and uh, great participants. So good to see him on here tonight. Thank you, Gode. Donnie, final thoughts. Yeah, I, I you know when I when I think of Frankie, I think of of first of all, I, I think of him with hair. I remember <laughs> when he when he started in Dom Day, he had hair. And, and uh, he had a little bit of an edge when he first started. And we, we talked about the competitive part. I mean, he was as competitive as they came, right? I mean, he, Frankie would get into major league arguments about whether a guy was safe or not, how many outs there were, you know, whatever. I mean, he was into it big time. And, and then, uh, you know, he, he mellowed over the years for sure. And, uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, we, we got to meet, uh, Pam and then how old are your girls now, Frankie? Uh, 22, 29 and 31. Yeah. So, you know, and, uh, I remember when, when my kids first came along and they used to play together and, and stuff like that. And we, and Pam, Pam and you used to sit with us and, uh, and God, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Pam for longest time now. And you even, you missed the last couple of Dom days, right? Before I did, the, yeah. Before the I shutdown. Did. So it's, it's got to be five years probably since, since we've seen each other. So, but a great guy and, and a fun guy. And as, as he indicated before, and he's certainly a leader in this area is, you know, we're, we're, we, we're always there to support each other whenever. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate Frank's, uh, Frank, uh, his, his friendship and, uh, really cherish it. And I, I can't wait to see him again because uh, he's one of the good guys and uh, an integral part of Dom Day. Um, so really great to see you, Frank. Great. Glad you came on. Yeah, yeah likewise, good, Donnie. Good Thank you. Good guy. Yep. Abe, final thought. Uh, I mean, Frankie and I, as we said, we go back to grade seven, you know, Miss Farley, uh, you know, Marlene Niche. I mean, lots of great memories there. Uh, but also Frankie and I were partners in Home Act too, where we cooked the cheese dreams and we've both like love cooking still and you know we were it was great you know we're in grade eight together too the same homeroom you know carl selke our our teacher and you know we we went to different you know high schools but when we came back you know through dom day we were great friends and 
you know, when Frankie moved out to Calgary, we were so happy that he and Pam moved out and, you know, just to be part of that. And, you know, our friendship has grown over the years and we're so excited to still have them out in Alberta. You know, Frankie's living in Canmore now. We were just out there uh, last week and went to the P-Hop, Pam's House of Pizza, for those who didn't listen to it earlier. Uh, And it was fantastic. We just sit around, we have a great time. And, you know, the girls are are great. And, you know, thinking of, you know, how young Hannah was when, when you guys moved out and, you know, I mean, it's just, it's so neat that you guys are are there and spend time with us and our our families are our great friends. And that's what the neat part of Dom Day is. And, you know, as I said, uh, just Frankie's a great guy, you know, and think of him, you know, hiring Kevin Woods too you know, to work. We didn't even get into that. And it's just neat, the the friendships and, and how the the connections are at Dom Day. So, you know, I'm just thrilled to have Frankie on tonight. And, you know, it's just great to have him out in Alberta. I appreciate, I appreciate you guys saying all those uh, nice things. I, I can tell you about Kevin Woods. I mean, I took a, I took a flyer on Kevin. I knew that he had all the ability in the world and he's done a great job for, for me and the company. I mean, he's, he's done a great job. He's a good guy. I like Kevin a lot. That's awesome stuff, guys. I'm just going to finish off with some final words before we hit the wrap. And, and I'm going to just say, I mean, without a doubt, we, we started this show with a bang. We knew Frankie was going to bring the noise today, but this is a guy (laughs) who is an absolute Dom Day legend. I remember going back to Dom Day 40, we had the two divisions and we had, you know, kind of the, the early stage, the original four teams. And and there aren't a lot of young guys who have, you know, Gallagher girl jerseys or any of that stuff. But we're, there were a lot of guys who had tavern jerseys, Hotel 19 jerseys, Rebel jerseys and dog jerseys. And we were all joking about those were kind of the teams we were rooting for because they were the teams that we grew up with, um, you know, watching, playing, playing Dom Day um, and kind of having our first years into Dom Day. And, and Frankie says, sorry, sorry, Donnie. Um, but no, Frankie, Frankie is one of those guys that I think a lot of the young guys look up to um as he said you know working with kevin kevin's a guy who has nothing but positive things to say about frankie and just in general i think the the young group just looks up to frankie as a guy who's um coached coached a lot of them and they've all had a blast on the tavern so um awesome to see him tonight uh and looking forward to you know hopefully having him back on the field if not uh you know then but just with a a tavern jersey as well because that's what we love to see so alrighty, boys that's all for tonight. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for having you guys. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, Frankie. Awesome stuff. Awesome job, stuff. Frankie. Thanks for coming on, Frankie. Great episode. Take care. Take care.